You see something over there, John? It's blue. So what is it? Our our little surprise for our people is that we are going to try being on YouTube for this episode. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I'm looking at it. it so funny. all right. So if we're going to be on YouTube now, does that mean that we're influencers and we're famous? Not yet. No. Well, we're recording, yeah. Oh well. <laughs> I mean, what's it take, like two or three uh, episodes, and then boom, we're good? I'd be cool with that. I'd be acceptable for that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how this works, but hopefully producer Andrew can get it all figured out. Hi, producer Andrew. Hi. Sitting down there, who's probably not going to be on camera, you know? <laughs> he can walk around at some point well, during his, this thing. The countdown is growing ever closer to when he has to talk. It really is. W- yeah. Wait a minute. When did he, he, he promise? episode 50. Did he really? Yeah, this is what, we're on 39? He did talk on the Patreon episode. From over there. Although, doesn't count. although I think, that I've got a little conspiracy theory going on. I think that he tried to edit himself out a little bit or to tone it down. <laughs> I could see it. Because I noticed that the volume gets quieter on the Patreon episode after he talks. <laughs> yeah, and I had to turn it back up on my phone. So I was like, mm, yeah, he did something there. It's possible. <laughs> he's over there going, no, he's denying it. What's the phrase, plausible deniability? Yeah. <laughs> Yep, I did not. So, hey, man, so how's your week been? Busy. We got uh, hopefully all the parts that need to fix Pegasus. Okay. So I'll be working on that in the next week or so here. I haven't right. figured out how I'm going to get it back in with my, by myself yet. but <laughs> The trans? Yeah. I thought you got a trans jack. I do, but it's obscenely large and tall. And I had to use another floor jack to get it off of that once I had it lowered as much as it would go. And have somebody pull the uh, big jack out. And my, my parents are leaving for a couple weeks, going on a little vacation. So I'm not going to have anybody around to help me with this thing. Just give me a call one day after work or I something. I might do that. <laughs> I mean, it just I'm usually riding home uh, 4.30 to okay. 5.30, somewhere in there. So if just give I, me a... If I call screaming in pain, that <laughs> means that I attempted it on my own and it fell. <laughs> yeah, no, don't do that. Don't no, do that. no. All right, well... Uh, <laughs> I think we got some things to talk about today. I think so. It's time to hit the trail, lock in those hubs, and throw it into low range. Because you are listening to Wheel It with Keith and Johnny Orange. Broadcasting from the Thin Line Off-Road Studio, they're here to talk about 4x4s, trucks, and everything to do with enjoying the great outdoors. Buckle up. Here's your hosts, Keith and Johnny Orange. Now we're back. (laughs) Now we're back. (laughs) That's good. All right. Uh, So... I'm really glad you texted me, or well, texted the the group, the whole podcasting group mm-hmm. earlier today because I I was I didn't know what to do for episode 39, <laughs> and, and I forgot that we'd even talked about oh, doing yeah. this episode. <laughs> what what made you? Is this something that we said we were going to do last week? Yeah. Or, <laughs> really? Was I that tired? It was either during the show or the after show. We talked about it. it we brought up the whole the lawsuit issue, and oh. we talked about it briefly, and then says, "Let's do that for the next one." Says, "Okay." That was the end of it. So. You know, I was so tired last week, and last week's episode was only like 39 minutes or something yeah, like we that. Yeah, a shorter one. I was exhausted. I oh, I, I listened it. to the episode, It Sounds Okay, the New Year's Resolutions episode, but mm-hmm. I was, I could tell just listening to the whole thing that I was tired. You seemed kind of tired, too. We were just kind of both out of it that I don't day. remember why, but... Well, it was that, that New Year's uh, lug thing <laughs> yeah, or whatever you were yeah, talking yeah. about. But I still don't know the name of that. <laughs> yeah, no, I never figured it out. Never even no, all tried of, to. All of last week was a little screwy for me with that. I, I couldn't tell you why. It's every day, and even up until yesterday, I've been running a day behind every day. Yeah, I could see like, that. Like, I totally forgot about trivia last night. I've been, to, I've been to one of the. Oh, it's back. It was gone. Yeah, they for New Year's and Christmas those couple weeks they don't they don't do it for about three weeks around this time every year. Okay, it's back now. Apparently, a new format. New format. Yeah, five rounds, ten questions, one winner. Ooh. And as I understand it, they are at least as of last night not multiple choice. So okay. We'll see how it goes. I'll give it a week or two. Try it out. But yeah. I don't like that. I. We'll see how it goes, but I just I don't I don't I mean I don't I, I don't care about the rounds or the you know the one winner thing that never bothered me. The lack of multiple choice is what bugs me. 
What Mr. Johnny Orange over here is talking about, folks, uh, is we occasionally or for a while we were going up on Wednesday nights to a little tavern bar by his house mm-hmm. that had a trivia contest. We usually lost, but eh, we won a lot. A lot. Well, the team did. <laughs> oh, okay, a couple times, couple yeah. times. We're just waiting for that automotive one or that four by four one. They they had one. Uh, there were a bunch of diesel questions, and I, I actually <laughs> I smoked everyone on that round. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. That was cool. Hey, speak, before we get into our topic, do you want to do a little bit of the museum news thing? Yeah, sure. Uh, it just it, speaking of trivia and interesting stuff. Oh yeah, that new thing you've been doing is yeah, awesome. Yeah, I I've been having a lot of fun with that, and I'm so our YouTube viewers are going to see. I'm actually going to put it up here. We have these really cool calendars. Now show the cover. Show the co- Isn't that the cover? No. Oh, that's not the cover? <laughs> that's the car for January. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, well, it looks just like the cover. Okay. It's probably the same one. They're, they're called Holy Toledo calendars. Yeah. And these are Jeep calendars that were donated to the Museum of Off-Road Adventure. We were told a price that we need to charge for them, um, $15. We actually... So it's a $15 donation. You get one of these. Yeah. They have these awesome... They're just full of days with all sorts oh, yeah. of really cool, super Je- high quality trucks and jeeps, different things like that. Very cool. Yeah, and they've got like this day in Jeep history. Mm-hmm. Well, I use this as a bit of a inspiration, along with what the Thumbprint News does, which mm-hmm. we share the building with the Thumbprint News. Yep. They publish monthly, and they're they publish a this day in history thing, and it's just random. I mean, it's just anything. Yeah. You know, it might be this is the day the Titanic sank, or, you know, this is the mm-hmm. day that Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio stood on the bow of the fake Titanic. I, and I, I got a funny quick note on that. I just heard on the radio on the way here. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. <laughs> you mentioned it. <clears throat> Apparently, it was down in Mexico or something. Leonardo DiCaprio was out boating on vacation, and some employee on a cruise ship fell overboard. DiCaprio heard this over the radio, went and participated in the search. And found the guy. So the joke they're saying it was good Kate Linslet wasn't on the boat with him or they wouldn't have let him on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. <clears throat> True story, as I understand it. <laughs> I'll look into that. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> uh, back to what we were uh, talking about. What we've been doing, and you can see, John, all of my scribbling on this, this one that we've sacrificed. Yeah. In between, I wanted to do a this day in off road. We started. I started calling it four by four history, but really, since the Mora is not just four by fours, it's all mm-hmm. off road vehicles. It's this day in off road history, and I thought this would be something really easy to find. It's not <laughs> so easy to find something for every day. But, I believe it. But currently, I've got it over half the way through the month of January. Nice. And uh, you know, we've done little things. One of the more popular ones is just for example. Uh, January 3rd, um, 1921, this day in history, Studebaker stopped producing their carriages that they've been producing since 1851 to hmm. solely make vehicles. I didn't now, know they did carriages. Yes. They, that's cool. That's where they started out. They nice. did horse-drawn carriages. And Studebaker, as you know, with the NAPCO history from the museum, um, you know they, they also had four-wheel drive trucks. Yeah. And during World War II, they did as well. They don't have as deep of an off-road history as, say, Jeep does mm-hmm. or something like that. And then, you know, like another one, just a real uh, example here. Let me see what's a good one. Oh, January 7th is uh, what I'm now calling Chevy Truck Day. And I don't know why Chevy doesn't <laughs> call this Chevy Truck Day. Yeah. Because January 7th, 1918, was the first Chevy truck rolled off the line. And then January huh. 7th, 1924, the first General Motors produced vehicle overseas mm-hmm. was a Chevy truck once again nice. rolling off the line Start in Copen- that Copenhagen. Copenhagen. Start that hashtag for it. You're like hashtag. Well, we could just do that hashtag. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how those work, but I well, mean, just, I understand it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Um. So you're thinking like maybe hashtag Chevy truck day. Uh. Yeah. January seventh is Chevy truck day. Or that. Too. Or or something shorter. We'll yeah. come up with something. We'll put it on four by four. Yeah, talk. that works. I like it. And you're, you're posting all these on the museum page, right? Yes. Okay, very cool. Museum of Off-Road Adventure Facebook page. Go on there, folks. You can scroll through. 10 o'clock every morning, we post a new one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously, we do these a couple days in advance, so we know that they actually post at 10 o'clock yeah. every morning. It's pretty cool. There's, there's been a oh, lot yeah. of interaction with it. We're having some fun with it, too. Yeah, and if you want to get one of the calendars, 
go to the the website and you can it's set up through the donation there, isn't it? Enter the donate button. Not yet. We're working on if it. If they send a fifteen dollar <laughs> donation through themora.org through PayPal or on the website, just send a note in the donation that works with their address. Please send yeah. me a calendar. Simple enough. Yeah. Or come on down, check it out, and pick one up in person. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. So uh anything else? Oh, museum news. Continuing on the the Mora. Hmm. The museum, we are changing the hours for wintertime, or at least for a little bit here, to try something new. Okay. We were open 10 to 3 every Sunday. We're now changing it to being open 4 to 8 Sunday evenings. That works. And because we have had a number of people during the Christmas walk and other events that have Mm -hmm. said, hey... Uh, can you guys be, you know, do you have any evening hours? So we're going to try this. Uh, we might also pick up, uh, depending on my work schedule and some of the other volunteer work schedules, we might pick up something on, you know, like a Wednesday or a Tuesday or something like that, that as works. well. So we'll see. Did we even mention what the topic's going to be today? Not yet. <laughs> uh, I, I couldn't remember in the beginning. We are getting to it. I we, mean, we, we talked about, like, you texting me, but I didn't yeah. know if we actually mentioned it. No. I mentioned something about a lawsuit to give anybody hints, but I don't think they're going to figure that out on just that. There's okay. so many of that. Um, well, I guess, uh, you know, backboning off of that, unless you have anything else going on for a few minutes. I think uh, so. This is kind of where your story begins right here. A little bit, yeah. So, John, why don't you lead us off? What are we going to talk about today? Mahindra. Mahindra. I think I'm saying that right. It is. I believe you are. Yeah, Mahindra, the tractor yeah. company, truck yep. company. They, they do all kinds of stuff. They've got uh, their hands in mm-hmm. SUVs, cars, pickups, commercial trucks, aircraft, motorcycles, Formula E race cars, which I've never heard of Formula E. So whatever. Is that, is that a typo? Military vehicles. I suppose it could be, yeah. I don't, okay, keep going, keep going. I'm gonna, <laughs> now you got me curious. Yeah. So that's uh, Mahindra. We actually use these computers for something that are in front of us. Yeah, I mean, mine's making a nice writing surface right now. Okay. <laughs> so Mahindra, in particular, we are going to be talking about the Roxor. So that is the little Jeep CJ3 clone. CJ, what do you mean CJ3? The designs are based off the CJ3B, 3 Bravo. Is it? I think it, looks, it. I think it looks more like a miniature CJ7 with like a flat fender front on it. So some of that came about from a design change. Now, in due in part to that whole trademark dispute lawsuit thing, and just based on a few other changes that they made throughout its development within that company, that that a similar model, which I'm trying to remember the name of it here, I can't find it quick enough. There's there's actually another one that's based off of in India. So oh, the name of it, like so they actually sell it as a vehicle in India. Yes, yeah, I've that's read an that. actual vehicle overseas. Capable speeds up to like 70 miles an hour. They derate them for the U.S. Yep. Here it is rated to uh, electronically limited in the 2019 model year to 55 miles an hour and 45 in the 2018 version. I think you have that backwards. I think it was 55 in 2018 and then for 2019 they made it slower again. It's possible, but I came across that a few times stating that. All right. Those sources could be wrong. Yeah, I don't know. What I didn't realize, this thing's a diesel. Yes. It's a little mini turbo diesel, 2.5 liter, 150 cubic inch diesel engine. And I'm sure you're happy to know that most of them have five-speed manuals. All over. I they am. Not, they I now, am. I've read they now offer an automatic. <clears throat> yeah, there's an automatic option, but it, it does cost extra to get that, as it should. <laughs> and the manual is just a nice standard option with it. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> so, okay, so, you know, you kind of, you rattle off the specs, which is good. We don't need to go too deep into oh, the no, specs. We no. do know... I do know that the front axle is a Dana 44, or both axles. They're basically Dana 44 clones. Yeah. Yes. And the front, this, uh, was it on this sheet? There was a guy on one of the the Wheeling pages that I'm on, not Mm. Wheeling as in our show. Yeah. But one of the off-road pages. (laughs) Yeah, Wheeling pages. And he had taken and bought, and apparently you can buy this whole axle assembly for about a grand, the front really? axle assembly, a brand new Dana 44 from Mahindra. Hmm. And he did it for his flatty project, and apparently it was like a direct bolt-in. wonder what the wheel pattern is. It's the five on five and a half, the same as the old, really? sc- the old school ones, as far as I know. Really? Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, but... I thought that's what I read, that it's the five on five and a half. I got to find out on that. That might be a good uh, swap for project while the commando build. It could be. Hmm. 
you got me thinking now. <laughs> I know you can get them with uh, 16 inch aluminum or steel wheels. Okay. And a bunch of different tire sizes, but that's as far as I got with it. <coughs> I'm, I'm, yes, it's five on five and a half. I just looked it up for you. Awesome. It's, it's the standard old five on five and a half. I, I thought so. I approve of this. <laughs> no, what, what I meant, the I believe it was the front was a full floating and the rear was a semi full float or semi floating. Over the proper way to phrase that. Well, is. it's got like a lock. It's an old fashioned style. Yeah. It's got a lockout yep. hub it's on it. It's got the optional ox lockers in the rear, the optional worn locking hubs in the front. Any front optional lockers, or is that all? You just have to buy a locker for it? I don't recall. It? Okay. I do not recall offhand. Per, okay. So, personally, I think these are these are awesome. I mean, is there anything else you want to talk about the tech specs on it? or you? I you could good? go all day. So, it's probably. Limp. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll add this it's only got a 12 gallon fuel tank. The thing is 35 miles to the gallon. Yeah, that's pretty that's impressive. Insane. <laughs> so, okay, so my take on these things, I like I've seen them, I've never been in one, I've never driven one, but Me neither. They they look like a whole bunch of different generations of Jeeps just smashed together. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I gathered. And you know, I I do want to talk about the lawsuit end of things. Mm-hmm. But personally, I think they're awesome little vehicles. I I've, oh, yeah. I've known a few people that have through Say friends of friends or whatever that have purchased them and mm. they really really like them. Yeah, they're. I, I've seen a lot of them for sale. I, I, every time I come here, pretty much leave how uh, home. There's a dealer that has them out front. I think they're still out front. Well, they were for a while. I know the dealer yeah. you're talking about. And when I haven't start, noticed them in a while, but I haven't looked for. They them. took them oh. off the lot for a while and then they were back. So I remember that. Yeah, yeah. and I, I remember the grill change too, because that was kind of what was at the heart of the whole lawsuit issue. Was the slat count in the grill? Was it the slat count, or just the fact that they had a uh, so it a was vertical a number of grill. things? Uh, what they call trade dress, and trade dress is a term for distinct characteristics of a product's visual appearance. So, in the case of that, and I know I I, I made a point to write it down, and I don't remember where now. I'm glad you're slowing <laughs> down there for a second, though, because for some reason, I feel like we're talking really fast today. And I, I get that, too. I don't know you why. Really? Yeah. Well, let's just let's just calm, dude, for a minute. Let's calm. Yeah. We can do this. We're in the middle of the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the gist of it, it, it was what it boiled down to was the whole thing. The whole general look, how the, the slope of the shape of the fenders, the grill, just kind of how everything bolted together on it is kind of what they were claiming infringed on some of the copyrights and even some of the mechanical bits like the recirculating ball steering gear and two speed transfer case are identical to the parts used in the forties. Yeah. It's got the Spicer 18 transfer case in it, Yeah, which is is nice because (laughs) if people are looking for parts today, new manufacturer, it's still being produced. I would assume a lot of those parts would interchange, but they may not. I mean, it's what 80 year difference. Well, Mahindra, I think it's Mahindra, is also reproducing the Willie's Wagon. Mm-hmm. I, whether, I don't, the legality of it, whether or not it is under dealer license or under Fiat or whoever owns the rights to the Willie's yeah. Wagon design anymore, they're, from what I've heard, they're still producing it in India. Mm-hmm. And I've heard of guys actually, per, you know, purchasing body panels to repair rusted ones here, and they say, for the most part, it's direct bolt-on. I believe it. I believe it. So they, they were licensed in uh, 1947 to actually build the Willys Jeeps. And Willys would send them kits. They'd assemble them, essentially. Now, I've, I've heard that before, though. Were they sending them for their own use, or were they sending them to be assembled to be sold? So, like, I don't really understand, like, why Willys would send Mahindra essentially parts to assemble and then sell it as a Mahindra. That, I'm, I have no idea. I got nothing on that. I, I have to wonder, <laughs> was it for their military or civilian use? Or you don't know? I, I don't know on that. Research I didn't, didn't come across anything about that. Okay. So just that that's what they were doing. I think we need to get like some Indian 4x4 guy who knows the history of Mahindra to chime in on this. That'd be awesome. And I got a great joke, but no. Not appropriate. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, so you said 47? Yep, in, in 1947, the late 40s, and they were actually they were licensed to produce several iterations of the CJ design since then, with the last agreement being in 2009. So here's what I'm confused about, mm-hmm. and maybe you can answer this for me. 
Hopefully. <laughs> if they were licensed in 47, that would have been under Willie's Overland. Correct. That design, Willie's Overland no longer exists. No. Willie's Overland was absorbed into Kaiser, mm-hmm. which was Kaiser, Willie's, or, or Jeep, well, the Kaiser Jeep, they called it. Yep. Was then absorbed into AMC, AMC, which was yep. absorbed into Chrysler, mm-hmm. which was absorbed into first Daimler, then Cerebus, now Fiat. Yeah. Are you telling me that this, you know, agreement from 1947 still stands, or they were renewing? Because you said 2009. That's the Daimler Chrysler years. That was when there were some updates. Because of the original importation of them in the lawsuit. I want to explore this lawsuit stuff a little bit more, but let's take a quick break. And then Sounds good. Uh, word from our sponsors, which, by the way, our sponsors <laughs> up here, we don't have a thin line off-road ad, folks, but we do have our quick draw ads a lot of times. Um, it's Mr. Chad McKinney. We talk about him a lot. He is a personal friend of ours, but... He's real. He does exist. I he, really, he really I've exists. And quickdrawbrand.com. <laughs> in fact, I'm pretty sure if you buy an adapter from him, you can get a T-shirt. Or if you just call him up, he'd probably give you one. So, um, really, you know, Chad, I start printing some, some T-shirts. But I need some new shirts. <laughs> Let's take a quick break, bud. <laughs> See you in a bit. Hey, it sounds like it's time to swap out that old engine for something better, John. Yeah, man, but I have so much into my trans and transfer case set up already. I don't want to change those two. Sounds like you need to call Quick Draw Brand Adapters. They specialize in conversion bell housings for nearly all diesel and gasoline engines, including the new 2.8R Cummins. You know, I like weird engines, though. I want something different. Then you definitely need to visit quickdrawbrand.com today. They have those hard-to-find parts. They also have used diesel engines available. You can call them at 513-446-9654. Cool, I'll do that. See what they have. Thanks. So you were telling me, or we were talking about a little bit about this lawsuit. I'll do the best I can with details on this first. Yeah, let's not I, get I found, too technical, yeah, technical. I found but, a lot of different sources with some slightly varying information, so I'll do the best I can with it. Okay. I see you got a, so, lot, you got a lot of notes over there. Yeah. Trying to keep straight what's not duplicates. <laughs> yeah, no, go ahead. So when did this lawsuit thing start out? Like, wh- wh- how, how could they be okay? Was it when they started importing them to the U.S.? It, essentially, yeah. So in the beginning, it wasn't even a lawsuit. It was a complaint filed by Fiat or whatever Chrysler it was at the time that it looks very similar to the CJs, and they were concerned about it hurting the brand. And I don't think anybody can argue that. It looks a no, lot it, like it a looks, Jeep. Yeah. And there's, there's one very long article I found through some Google searches. The guy gives you a complete and total rundown of everything from day one until actually end of November uh, when they, they completed the first section, or rather the, the most recent section of the case, so to okay. speak. And in there, you know, towards the end, he gives his opinion on how so much, you know, everybody wants the bare bones, basic, go anywhere, do whatever you want it to vehicle for off-road. Yeah. And with all the government safety regulations and everything, a lot of these companies can't produce that. Now, before we talk specifically with the Roxer, because mm-hmm. I know prior to the Roxer coming to the U.S., Mahindra tried very, very hard for a number of years to bring their little, like you were saying, their bare-bones pickup trucks mm-hmm. to the U.S. market, which were crank windows, manual transmission, yeah. four-wheel drive. I I could be completely off on this, but if I remember, because they actually were advertising at one point that they were going to be available the next year. Yeah. They, they got really, really close, and it was something like, MSRP was gonna be like eighteen grand or something mm-hmm. for this S ten size truck that was yeah. a base model simple truck. Yeah, and it, you know you'll notice it was in particular with the Rockster, but there was mention of it with other ads when they were trying to come over here. Mm-hmm. You're seeing ads, you're hearing things, you're reading things about it, but you never saw a picture of one. I saw pictures of the Mahindra that, truck. That one was a little different. It was like I said, more or less the Rockster that was that way. Oh, okay. they didn't unveil it until they brought it. Okay. Which is why, you know, in the beginning, no one was concerned about it because nobody saw it. <laughs> and they, I believe they had it at the auto show last year, according to one thing I found. I didn't read too much into that. But they, out under that complaint was when they redesigned the front grill. Because that was the biggest concern, the seven slot. 
signature Jeep grill. Is, do you think that the complaint is really just because it looks like it, or is the complaint, you know, does the conspiracy theorist and you say they don't want, you know, the big three or whoever don't want another car company that has been proven successful for 60 years in another country to come to this country? I'd say it's a combination. You do? It's, I mean, like you said, it looks like a Jeep. You know, when I first saw it, I'm like, well, what the hell is that? That's that's a mini Jeep. Well, back. I to, thought that's what it was. So did I. So did I. And that, like I said, so part of that first complaint, why they redesigned the grill, was to break that up. Okay. And that that's why they want the, what is it, a four and a half slot, they call it, or five slot. It's like a V-shape or yeah. something. So they did change the grill, but that wasn't good enough for them? No, they they stopped making it for a few years, and then they brought it back under the guys that, well, you said it was okay 10 years ago, so we're going to continue producing these in greater quantities, you know, and updated. Has and there been a 10-year gap? Something to that effect, yeah. Really? I didn't realize they had been out that long. Okay. <laughs> and that's, they said, that's what turned in, I mean, like I said, there's there's so much about this out there. It's it's hard to nail everything down about it. Well, yeah, I mean, just reading through the legalese and going through yeah. this injunction and this and that and this yeah. court case, and the fact of the matter is that we're talking a, a period of time that goes from Daimler Chrysler now to Fiat Chrysler, yeah. and who did what when. Um, I know that I remember reading something forever ago about the little trucks mm-hmm. when they were trying to bring them here, and there was a, a, a lawsuit mainly led by General Motors and I think the SAE. Yeah. Uh, and they said, uh, you know, they wanted more crash test standards and this mm-hmm. and that on them. And, and that, that was the biggest thing with this. I said it's, it's, it can be this bare bones, all basic, no frills vehicle because they're designating it off-road only. But from what I understand, and of course, once again, this is the conspiracy theorist to me a bit, but some of the things that I read <laughs> mm-hmm. was that the truck had no problems ma- uh, passing those crash test standards. I believe it. It basically, their their whole plan was sue, 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 cost them so many millions of dollars in court that they would just essentially turn around and pull the plug. I could see it. You know, basically harass them out of the country. Yeah, I, I could easily see that. And so that's where I kind of wonder, I mean, although... I, I do look at the Roxer and I go, that's a mini Jeep, like you yeah. said. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. it, it looks like a CJ7. You can't deny it. It looks like a Jeep. <laughs> with CJ5 front fenders yeah. and, you know, it's yep. the size of a flat fender. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I kind of like it a lot. <laughs> so I was, <laughs> it was a diesel with a manual. In the beginning. Until I learned more about it, I didn't really care much for it. Okay. Until I learned a little bit more, like you said, the diesel, manual trans, I mean, some solid axles. That's impressive. Yeah. That's very impressive. It's simple. It's like less than 20 grand to buy this thing. And there are ways it can be modified to reach those, you know, unregulated speeds. I've heard of that, but our, from what I've understood, legally, there's no way to modify it to be street legal. No, that I. Yeah, I don't know enough about that. Yeah, it's licensed (laughs) as a side by side. Mm hmm. And in some states, side-by-sides have found ways to be street legalized. Yeah. So why can you not then street legalize a Roxer? I don't see why you couldn't. I mean, it's a, I, don't, I don't understand the application process to do that enough to answer that. I know quite a bit about it, but I think that's actually meant for another episode. Okay. Because um, yeah. there's just there's a lot of ins and outs and different things. Yeah. I will say that I did see a build thread, and this is somebody that I have zero affiliation with Mm -hmm. um travels in similar circles but there was a build thread of somebody that bought a brand new roxer Mm -hmm. and he started modifying it and one of the very first modifications he did was apparently bolt a cj5 grill in it (laughs) which i didn't think (laughs) they should just bolt in but apparently it just bolted in yeah maybe he had to drill some holes i don't know and then he bolted a CJ5 dash with a hmm. CJ5 VIN plate on it <laughs> and awesome. licensed this brand new Roxer as like a 67 CJ5 or whatever That's it was. That's awesome. It's highly illegal. Only if you get caught. Only if you get caught. <laughs> but I mean, now that we just outed the guy. Now that now, <laughs> and now he's got a diesel 
five speed CJ five. Awesome. I mean, of course, remember a couple episodes ago we talked about that guy that took that charger and mm-hmm. he stripped it down, completely removed all the rust, oh, and all yep. he had left was essentially part of the cowl and the vent yeah. plate, and he just built it out. <laughs> yeah. How is it any different? If you completely <laughs> modify a vehicle, if you build a two buggy Jeep and mm-hmm. you and all that's left is the dashboard and the VIN plate when you're done. Yeah. How is it like I, I, I think that all comes down to the legal definition of terms on that. Yeah. Like the whole assembled title versus custom title. True. So that's again the whole legal mumbo jump. I'm not no I ain't no lawyer, man. True. I, I can't answer that. And one thing I'm gonna <laughs> say to our folks that are listening and watching on YouTube is that we live in Michigan, ha ha ha. Um, we can get away with a lot. We don't yeah, have <laughs> we don't have inspections. We don't yeah. have uh, we don't have emissions. We don't have safety inspections. We don't yeah. any of that. We just go buy a plate. We slap it on the car, and it doesn't matter if we drag that thing out of a field and we're driving it down the road on three donut spares. Not that not that either of us have ever done that. <laughs> Co-worker's car reached under the other day and ripped his exhaust system off by hand because it was rusted nice. off, and he just drove home, and I, I'm sure he could get pulled over for a loud exhaust. Oh, yeah, but that, still. we've got that whole noise ordinance thing. That's yeah. about it. But, yeah, the, and, and we learned very quickly the difference between the term repair and replace. You never repair it, you replaced it. Or you never replaced it, you repaired it. Yes. Because if you replace it, you've got to have all the VIN tracks and the receipts and all that garbage if you repair it you fixed it yeah and that's you know (laughs) it's not just cars it's legal terminology i remember growing up there was a there was a little building Mm -hmm. and it was a little commercial building in my town but for whatever reason there was something funny about the way the um the 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 lot was zoned Mm mm-hmm and it was locked in if that building was ever torn down essentially uh, the lot couldn't be used for a whole number of services or whatever, or hmm. a whole number of different businesses. I don't remember. Maybe, maybe for example, and I've seen this before. Maybe it was zoned only for a flower shop. Let's okay. say. In fact, that's what it was at one time. But it would it was zoned that way under a special use. And if you ever tore down the building, you could never build anything there again but a flower shop. Huh. But. As long as it was zoned or the building exists, there was something they yeah. could do different. So I remember this this guy bought this building, which mm-hmm. was in condemned, terrible shape. Yeah. Tore down all but one wall. <laughs> Completely built a whole new building. Nice. With one original wall that I think actually got knocked down at the end of the process <laughs> and then rebuilt. Nice. We see this in the demolition industry oh, all yeah. the time, too. You know, where you know, folks go in and they Demolish one half of building, rebuild it. Yeah. Then they demolish the other half and rebuild it. But yet, it's considered a building re, re you yep. know, restoration. <laughs> it's not considered a new building. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, 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 it's I, a whole play in the game. It's beyond. But. It's beyond my legal understanding. <laughs> yep. But you know, they do that. So. You're paid to do this job, and this job will get done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So back back to the Roxer. Um, yeah. I know. I don't know if there's anything you wanted to mention in particular, but I know that there's a bunch of accessories you can buy for them. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. You mentioned sort of the whole conspiracy theory thing. So there's a factory built in Auburn Hills, a few miles down the road from one of the big Chrysler buildings, in 2018. The, they're listed as the first new auto manufacturer in Detroit in over 30 years. The, oh, the first because we yeah. now we now have Rivian and Bollinger Motors, mm-hmm. and Auburn Hills isn't Detroit, buddy. It's down the road from it. The Detroit area, yeah, Detroit I get area. it. Yeah, the yeah. Detroit area. It's all in the freezing. Yeah, all in the freezing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's you know like Kid Rock's from Detroit. I mean, Romeo, <laughs> Michigan's not exactly no. Detroit, but. No. <laughs> I'll go to Romeo. I won't go to Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> I love Detroit. I go there every day. Eh, I'm good. You don't want to go there? <laughs> Only if I'm passing through to Ohio or Florida. <laughs> okay, going to Florida okay, okay. Or side note. You, you, love, you love my side note story sometimes, oh, yeah. the ADD oh, yeah. of this. So. <laughs> I'm in Detroit this morning. It's like, I don't know, 7 o'clock in the morning. It's still dark outside. Mm-hmm. Now, one of my coworkers, you know, on our job site, um, you know, our job site, we have porta potties. Okay. Okay. Of course, because it's a port of It's a what's that? Port of Meese. Port of Johns. Oh, Port of Use. <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, we've got these Port of Johns, and 
it uh, this building, you know, we're completely demolishing on the mm. inside, and there's no plumbing or anything like that. And these Porta Johns, and it's like I don't know, twelve degrees outside this morning or whatever it was. Sounds about right. And uh, you know, one of the guys says to me, he goes, yeah, "You don't have to go out there." And I'm like, "Yeah, kind of do." <laughs> and he's like, "No." He's like, "If you go over there to Little Caesars Arena, <laughs> um, which we're right next to, yeah, you know," he says, "You go, you go over to the Little Caesars Arena." He says, "You walk over to that parking garage, and they actually have on the backside of it public restrooms." Huh. And I'm like, "Why would there be public?" Re-? He's, "I don't know. There is." Yeah. He goes, "There's even a restroom attendant in there." And huh. apparently only in the afternoons, the restroom attendant. See, I go okay. in there this morning, 7 o'clock in the morning. I go walking in, and I, I see feet out from under a stall. Okay. And there's someone sleeping on the floor <laughs> of the handicapped stall. So probably a homeless guy or okay. whatever. Okay, okay. Yeah. And I'm like, happens. all right, I'm not, not going to bother him, whatever. So I go down. There's plenty of stalls. I go down the far stall, you know, courtesy. Mm-hmm. And I hear, Ugh, really? Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, I guess just do what you got to do. <laughs> huh. That's what he says to me. Okay. I think he was pissed off that I came into his house to use the restroom, you know. Okay. But, you <laughs> but know. I'm not trespassing mean, sign up. Yeah, I mean, so. Um, but, yeah, so n- nice restrooms. It, yeah. It is what it is. But and heated, a lot better than. Fancy. A lot better than porta potties. Probably actually wash your hands on it, that spray sanitizer crap. Exactly. I hate that stuff with a passion. Oh, what? my God. So yeah, I woke up a homeless guy today, and who, and then he was mad about me. You're so rude. Taking a, you know, what in his house? <laughs> Morning ritual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? What do you want to talk about about this thing, man? I don't know, man. These are these are cool. You, I mean, you, I'm you got so I'm many notes over text there. Text. You got so many notes. Yeah, I mean, there's just <laughs> what's this picture? What's stuff. what's this picture? That's, so that's the spec sheet actually right from the Mahindra website on this thing. What I want to know, how many, do you know, did you, in your research or anything like that, how many um, aftermarket Jeep parts that are specifically for Jeeps fit this thing? I never even thought to look for that. <laughs> well, like we found out, supposedly the dash and the grill can swap yeah. maybe easily. I want to easily. find out more about these axles. The axles, uh, the wheels are five and five and a half, so yeah. any Suzuki Samurai, old Jeep, old Ford wheels are going to work on it. I like that. They're passenger drop, aren't they? They might be. <gasps> oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Do you have an axle width on this? Wheel mounting surface to wheel mounting surface? I don't know, but I can consult the all-knowing internet. Yeah, do that, because you know what I just... Well, the width is 62 inches, but that doesn't tell me the axle. I bet you the axle's going to be about 55 inches or so. Well, how about while we look some of these specs up, we'll take a quick break and come back with some more of that information. Yes, let's do that. Okay. See you in a bit. It's cute when Rover shakes a paw for you. Good boy. And when he rolls over on command. That's it, buddy. But when he brings in fleas and ticks from the outside. Rover. Not so much. Rover can't help what time of year it is, but ABC Home and Commercial Services can. They're the best in pets, so give them a call and they'll come around and treat your yard. ABC Home and Commercial Services, 810-794-5678. Online at abcbees.com. So we didn't get a direct answer as to what the wheel mounting surface to wheel mounting surface is. Not on, on a very quick look. But no. you did find out that the majority of the stuff in there, like you can put a, you can drop right in a Dana 44 differential yeah, or, gears, or and gears and differentials. You may need a one mil spacer, just over one mil spacer, they but do, it'll fit. They have the old <laughs> style 19 spline axles, but you can upgrade to the 30 spline somehow. There's there's ways to do it. Oh, yeah. Um what I was thinking, though, and the reason I got excited about that is Stephanie Chevy Tractor Project, hashtag mm-hmm. Stephanie Chevy Tractor. <laughs> tractor, not tracker, even mm. though it is a Chevy Tracker. Yeah. That has five on five and a half wheel pattern. Really? It's IFS passenger drop. Uh. You see where I'm going <laughs> with this. Yeah, I'm thinking, I am thinking that it needs a Roxer axle, a Roxer like 44 in the front. Because I, like I was originally going to do, because it was so close to the old Dana 30, mm-hmm. I was going to do the CJ Dana 30 solid axle in it, but Dana 44, I mean, that's 14 better than a Dana 30. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know 14 <laughs> what, but... <laughs> Pardon I, me. I, I might have Sorry, an answer a little, for I'm you still here. getting over my little cough here. 
Oh, you're still digging? Yeah, I, I might have one. Keep, well, keep okay, talking, keep, get... keep doing that. Well, yeah. speaking of that, um, 4x4 News, you got anything going on? No, like I said, I just, I, I got the, I don't remember if I talked about it last time. I got the transmission ripped apart on Pegasus. Um, it's bad. <laughs> I saw the pictures. Yeah. Did you put them on 4x4 Talk? Uh, I don't, I think so. Okay. Pretty sure I did, yeah. That was pretty terrible. Well, you you yeah. can go to driving schools and learn how to drive manual. I know how to drive a stick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a problem with the, there's, so there's, I won't go into the whole details. It's probably operator with the malfunction. It's not operator malfunction. The <laughs> <laughs> problem with the shifter, what? What it boils down to, it's either something in the synchro hub or it could be a bent shift rail. Okay. Which, after discussion with another guy today and some more looking at parts, it might be that. So I'm going to replace the first and second, third and fourth shift rails. I replace one shift fork, the counter shaft, the front input shaft, and its bearing. And then flush everything, reseal it, new food. I should be good to go. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> what, what Johnny Orange is talking about here, folks, is he smoked his uh, yeah, AX-15. AX-15. So, And he's going to yeah. rebuild that thing. Again. Yeah. Okay, so yes, uh, you can get for the Roxer. I am looking at it right now. You can get Roxer front 30-spline RCV axle shafts. Oh. No, I don't normally like those shafts or that style shaft, but those RCVs are beefy. Well, they're yeah. Well, you don't like the Burfields? Burfields? I haven't seen those. A Burfield joint? That's what that's what that style shaft is. That was the CV joint. Well, yeah, it's a Burfield. It's a constant velocity. Oh yeah, I don't like. I don't normally like them. No, yeah, they're stronger. Yeah, but I, I've come to learn that from that, those guys. Yeah. Well, yeah, one thousand three hundred forty-nine dollars for a set of those front axle shafts. This project is adding up to more than I expected already. I might stick with my original build plan. <laughs> oh, we. Hey, were you thinking one in? I was thinking the Commando. Yeah. I was thinking a pair of these in the Commando. My my prior plan was the early Bronco forty-four front nine-inch rear, but I'm thinking th- these maybe. Do, do you have a centered rear differential or an offset? It's like slightly offset. Okay. Which apparently I found out talking to a friend of mine the other day. They are worth some stupid money in certain circles, which I don't understand. Is that is that friend the guy at the museum? Yeah. Oh, how do we miss that for museum minutes? You know, I don't know. <laughs> we have so some addendum we, to our prior conversation. Addendum, yeah, addendum to our prior conversation. Yeah. I, I like that. <laughs> We have some exciting news. For over a year, yes, over a year, year almost a year and a half, we have been searching for a treasurer for the Museum of Off-Road Adventure. We've had a treasurer myself. I've mm-hmm. been say, I'm the executive director. It is it is a conflict of interest for an executive director to sit on the board of the um, organization he's part mm-hmm. of. So as you know. I have been a non, which is legal. Yeah. I have been a non-voting mm-hmm. um, member of the board. So fortunately, I was never needed to try to split. You know, yeah. vote. You got. You know, the board works together pretty well. Mm-hmm. I don't even think we've ever not had. I don't think we've really ever been split on a vote before. No, it's pretty well unanimous and just about everything. Just about <laughs> everything. Yeah, we get along pretty well. well yeah. But uh, we had a uh, gentleman, Mr. Daniel Blair, who is a huge 4x4 enthusiast. He mm-hmm. is a uh, combat veteran, um, still serving. I don't fully understand all the military, how it works. He's pri- He works for a private company, but yet he's still in the military kind of thing. Um, but anyways... He, he's still serving our country, and he has a beautiful Scout 2 off-road vehicle. He has a rock-crawling CJ5 Jeep. He's got a super clean survivor-slash-light-restoration uh, second-gen Dodge Cummins mm-hmm. truck. The guy is, a, is big in the off-road community. He lives three miles from the museum. He actually lives closer than any of the other board members. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he stepped up and said, hey, I would like to take that treasure position. He presented himself at our annual meeting last week, mm-hmm. and he was unanimously voted in. So welcome, Mr. Daniel Blair, if Absolutely. you listen. Uh, it's great to have you. It really is. And that's the gentleman that Johnny Orange over here was just yes. talking about that was telling him about some of the value um, – and to me, that you're speaking Greek, I, I I I knew there was some value, but I didn't know that they were that value. Apparently, yeah. I like I said, some stupid money. So we'll we'll see. That might be enough to fund the uh, upgrade. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Good coffee. 
No, this is water. Oh, See, our YouTube water. people are, are looking at my coffee mug, though. Yes. And it is very true. That's right. I'm drinking... <laughs> I'm drinking water. <laughs> you like what's on my coffee mug? Yeah, you gotta go. You gotta watch this on YouTube to see what it says on my coffee mug. Uh, I, I, oh, I, that's another thing we didn't announce. We're gonna be starting YouTube. Uh, didn't we say that at the beginning of this? All right, I forgot. Now. Oh yeah, we did. Well, uh, <laughs> I we're swear saying it's just water in this. Yeah, cup. <laughs> we're saying it again. Uh, <clears throat> we're trying we're, it out. We're, we're gonna see we're how trying it, works. it out. So Whether if or not, you like it, let us know. This is, by the way, for those of us who, or those of you who are watching us in YouTube, this is our temporary Thin Line Off-Road Studio. Mm-hmm. We do have plans for a permanent studio, getting some things together. This is where we record. It's got the best sound quality for right now, so this is our... Yeah, our wonderful decor hanging in the back. Yeah. They're clean shirts, I think. Probably. I'd explain what that funky smell is if they're used. I thought, I thought that was you. No, no, I took a shower before I came in. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint. Well, yeah, no, that is good, though. I like that. You know, getting ready, you know, you take a shower for our viewers so they, they can't smell you or anything. Yeah, exactly. Mm, good. I don't, I don't want to smell bad on camera. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to play this game. Man, we, we just went off on this long tangent. <laughs> but uh, back to the rocks, or was there anything else that you want to talk about? Uh, that? Well, so I, I came across one here, and I, I this is the first post I found with a number. They're saying, like, the whole vehicle 62 inches wide, but the, the wheel mount... Or WMS, you said, what was that measurement? Wheel, yeah, it's, it's WMS to WMS, which is wheel mount surface so to wheel mount if surface. if this individual on this form is correct, it is 48.425 inches, and the quote-unquote narrow track Jeep axles are 48 and a half. Mm, I, I think that's wrong. I wouldn't be surprised. Because, no, that's it, they're all in the 50s or 60s. That would be a really, really narrow. I um, wonder if he meant the uh, leaf spring mounts. No, because those are like 28 inches. Ah. Uh, and those, most vehicles, are most leaf spring vehicles, the most common was 32. Okay. And then the uh, later F-350 leaf springs were 36. Okay. How do I remember this? I don't know. I remember weird numbers about things, too. So <laughs> Yeah. Um, See, this one says spring 27 and a half, spring to spring, and WMS is 53 and a quarter. Oh, here, I'm pulling up. There's actually a 4x4 four four axle width chart. I'm just pulling it oh, up right okay. now. Um, I've seen it before. Okay. Let me see. Oh, wow. Do I need glasses? That, okay. So, yeah, so what were you, uh, what were you trying to compare it to? Um, it said the, the narrow track CJ axles were 48 and a half, and it said it was 48.425. That again, that particular form. Yeah, I, I yeah. Here we are, like Ford Early Bronco fifty eight and a half, mm-hmm. and that's one of the smallest ones on this chart. This is not a comprehensive chart that I'm looking at. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. It, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure it. out. It's not that important that we talk about it right no, here. No, it's gonna bother the, me though. Now <laughs> it's just yeah. I, I can dig it up later. Yeah, you'll have to do that. Yeah, but um, so anywho, what is the <laughs> I mean, just off the top of my head, I think I actually have your sheet in front of me here. What's the MSRP on these Rockstars, anyways? I don't know. I mean, are they... I'm pretty sure it was less than 20 grand. Eh. Are they cheaper than your regular side-by-side, or are they more expensive? That's what I'm... I think cheaper. Rockstar... I I mean, it's not like I can afford or I'm going to purchase one right now, but... $15,999. Wow. That seems... You can buy a four-wheeler for that. That's as of August 13th, 2019. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, MSRP for the base model fifteen nine ninety nine. That's right from the website. Well, base model. Besides getting an automatic or something, what are the other options that you can get? I mean, can you get this thing? Can you get this thing with air conditioning or anything like that? I don't know. Well, let's build one. Let's build one. Yeah. What are you? You're you're on their site right now. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead and do that. Okay. I want mine in pink, two-wheel drive. Well, give me a minute. It's still loading. <laughs> does say on here, drive line is two-wheel drive or four-wheel drive, but I think that they're just saying that it, it's selectable. They don't the, They don't offer a two-wheel drive only one, do they? I would hope not. That would be stupid. I don't think, yeah. What is it here? Yeah, it's got a 2.46 low range on that. That's uh, Well, it's the spice. It's the, 
the Dana Spicer 18. 18. Yeah. yeah, the Dana 18. And what is that? The Super... Or, no, I'm thinking the Super 20. You can beef up with 18 guts or something like that. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Sorry, I was taking a drink of water. Yeah, uh, weird. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, yeah. I, I've i been working in this dusty place lately, and I'm just so dry right now. Man, your internet's slow, dude. Yeah, well, you know, everybody's stealing it right now, probably. Yeah. So we might not be able to do this on the air. but No, that's that's later. fine. That's fine. Um, but, you know, I think they're cool. I, I, I like them. I admittedly do. Like I said, I, I didn't think much of them at first until I started to learn a little bit more through this. It's got a diesel. That intrigues me. A diesel and a manual. Mm-hmm. That's enough to get me intrigued enough to consider. You didn't know that prior to going into no, this? I had I thought no you did. idea. Nope. I had no idea. I thought it was just like a little... Side by side Jeep clone made to you know side by side made to look like a Jeep. I didn't realize it's a straight up mini Jeep. <laughs> yeah, well, you know something. Um, a lot of people you've heard of Mahindra tractors, right? Yeah, they're like what one of the best tractors. Yeah, around. they're very very reliable. People like them. Yeah, I figured that the engine would be the same as the Mahindra tractor. You mm-hmm. know, just the whole interchangeability of parts or whatever. Yeah, they're not. They're not. They're it's different. V- yeah, very clearly written out they're different yeah i I saw that so that was something where i was like oh okay so yeah this thing is made as a vehicle like you said bare bones bare basis in india and other countries it is sold and used as a road vehicle oh yeah but here we don't uh so the only powertrain options are manual or auto transmission standard suspension wait, 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 wait what other option for your transmission would there be CVT. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I can't believe you know what those are. You probably They're don't know junk. what they are. Okay. Garbage. It's like a belt-driven Yeah, thing. constant velocity. Yeah, Dude, don't. you can get Matrax for this? Well, I mean, it's five on five and a half. Oh. If you just get a five on five and a half pair of Matrax, you can just put them on there. You can order it from the factory, though. What? <laughs> well, how much does that option cost me? <laughs> All right. So fifteen nine ninety nine, clicking mat tracks jumps to thirty three two forty four. Ooh, ah, ooh, yeah. <laughs> All right, Ouch. we're gonna we're gonna leave that off. No, yeah. Stick with steel wheels. There's four different tire options: aluminum or steel wheels. Lockers. The you can get the worn manual locking hubs. That's not a locker. That's a locking locking hubs. hubs. Yeah. Yep. You can get a lunchbox front locker or ox locker. Ox locker. You can get an ox locker in the front or rear. Or both. You can get lunchbox or ox lockers for both. So adding both ox lockers and the Warren hubs bumps price to twenty thousand five seventy five. Wanna just round that up to the whole dollar. Oh, you got rid of the mat tracks? Yeah. <laughs> I took that <laughs> off. Uh do we want a windshield? Polycarbonate with wipers or No, we don't even need a windshield. All right, no windshield it is. Wait a minute. Are you are you telling me you can order these without a windshield? Yes, no windshield is the factory default. <laughs> you get a polycarbonate windshield or polycarbonate plus wipers. <laughs> you could have. What? Okay, man. Now that's you can order a vehicle without a windshield from yes. the factory. It's off road. Remember? Oh yeah, it is off road only. <laughs> Darn. I gotta see. There's. It's giving me options for the two wheel or four wheel, mm. or two passenger or four passenger. So like the yeah, it's probably going to be like the Suzuki Samurai where, you know, your four-passenger option was you got a little plywood bench yeah. seat, basically. That goes we the... want to do it with a full hard cab? They have, oh, that's goofy. They have full hard tops for it? It's a, it's a whole cab. It's the windshield assembly, doors, and a top. Really? That's goofy. That's okay, I'm d- so you don't have to spin your whole computer around here and potentially cause a technical failure. I am going to try <laughs> to Google this. Um, what are these called? Mahindra hardtop? Uh, it calls full hard cab is what it calls it. Hardtop. All right. Oh, that is weird looking. Yeah. I, I don't like that. Yeah. No, I think I'd go with the soft top on the that. front options are. Standard bumper, up level, up level short. Somebody's somebody's shaking their uh, their fake rings. Rolex over there at us. All right, well I'm I'm gonna trick it out and I'll get a final number. So I'm adding the up level bumper, okay. front D rings, worn winch, stinger bar. I'm not gonna put a plow on it. Interior, I'm gonna leave for the most part basic. I'm gonna add the rear seat. No, I'm gonna no no rear seat. I don't want that. Oh, do you want the tilt seat hinge or just the 
regular no tilt hinge. I don't know. Ooh, upgrade manual console, dude. <laughs> you are just having way too much yeah, fun on this, John. You're gonna like this. What? Vintage heater, AC with defrost. Automatic, nice. Or automatic or manual. Yep, Very adding nice. that option. So you can get air conditioning on yep. the thing. <laughs> I mean, not that it's that important to me, but I was just kind of curious. Yeah. Uh, no light bars. I, th- I think I've said on the podcast before that pretty oh, much yes, the, the only two options, if I ever ordered a brand new vehicle that I really would like, are air conditioning and power windows. I love my AC, man. I miss it so much. The, the rest of it, to me, is just luxury. I mean, I'm, I am fine totally with a manual transmission. I am fine with, mm-hmm. you know, cloth interior, rubber floors, all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Again, that's what I love, the, the basics of this. I love it. Oh, yeah, two-inch receiver. It's it's what well, you've got the the spec sheet in front of you. It's got a pretty low towing option. But. Well, I mean, I hope you're not towing on. Well, I mean, off road, I guess you could. You got to be able to bring a little generator, maybe a little pop up tent or something. I guess. So this this option this is optioned out a little with the ruggedized bumpers and stuff. I did add the side steps, the stinger bar, the winch, ox lockers, front and rear, manual worn hubs, manual trans. 26 151. Yeah, it gets up there. <laughs> it does, but that is impressive. Yeah. Now, I mean, if you're doing off-road only, it'd be great. You know, if you're drive, you know, driving around up north or something on hunting property, this would definitely be the way to go, but obviously, unfortunately, not a daily driver yet. Well, I guess to kind of end it out, the the biggest thing with the rocks are or the problem with the rocks are versus, uh, or even not say versus, but, you know, these guys go to these side-by-sides, and there's this whole fad. And the fad of the side-by-sides, I've noticed, is starting to die down a little bit. I've seen that, too. It was huge for a number Couple of years, years there. Yeah. Not being able to be street legal on it. Yeah. You know, you go spend 20 like you just said, twenty twenty five thousand dollars $25,000 yeah. to option this thing out for a really nice machine, which, I mean, it's probably it's worth. Cool. It is cool. It is very cool. But... <clears throat> The reality of it is you can still go buy a used Suzuki Samurai or a Geo Tracker that's or the even same. Or old Wrangler. Well, those are little, I was saying something the yeah. same size. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, put some lockers in it and a couple little modifications under five grand, you're on the trail. Oh, yeah. And your street legal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Old, old Wrangler, the same thing. So yeah. that's that's kind of my... Reasoning this that I versus a Jeep yeah. or something else, a if, Samurai. If they ever street legalize these and they made these to the point where, you know, I could get a plate on it and I could drive it between the trailheads legally and all that mm-hmm. and I don't have to trailer it everywhere, then, you know, when they're on the market five, ten years old, used, oh, yeah, highly, I'd highly consider yeah. it. And maybe, maybe I'll consider one in the future too, but mm-hmm. right now. I'll, I'll, I'll boil my kind of final thoughts to it's a lot more impressive than I ever gave it credit for. Sure. I mean, there, it's got some awesome features. I love to know there is a bare bones, bare basic thing out there. You know, just getting that next step. Hopefully it'll stay on the market. You know, the whole, the last thing I, I had on that, which I think you have the page. No, the final decision on everything right now will be made March 13th of this year. Did it say where that's going to – that's in a Michigan court. Did it say where? It did, but I don't remember. I'm wondering if it's going to be – because the offense, offense, quote-unquote, was committed in Auburn Hills, Michigan, I wonder if it's going to be in in Auburn Hills. The Eastern Michigan District Court is where one of them is. Yeah, That trial hasn't started. That doesn't start until May of this year. Hmm. So the federal one is the March 13th is when it'll be settled. The other one, the the smaller infringement case against it hasn't even started yet. How awesome would it be if you got pulled for the jury for that? That would be interesting. It's not a jury. It wouldn't be a jury (laughs) trial anyways. That would be interesting. Yeah, it would be. Well, man. For um, those watching, my vote can be influenced by getting one. Thank you very much for uh, doing all that research today on the Roxer because I, I've been slammed. I had 60 hours at work last week. Oh, geez. And I've been slammed. I We just did not have I, – I do have some great topic ideas for the next couple of episodes. Sounds good. So, But for episode 39, I think the Roxer was a cool thing to talk I like about. It. I like them. So 
Uh, thanks, Mr. Uh, Orange, for no uh, doing that. Thank you, Mr. And Keith. By, and by the way, I have to mention, uh, I love the new shirt. Oh, yeah. Thanks, uh, courtesy of Mr. Ed Henry. And I don't know if I'll be able to spin around here enough. Ed, who came on the show yeah. uh, back, I don't remember the episode number, uh, but after... see that. Yeah. Andrew? Yep. Oh, that is pretty cool. There you go. Uh, so... You'll need to watch us on YouTube to see it, but uh, Johnny Orange is wearing a custom Johnny Orange orange yep. <laughs> shirt with the wheel and logo on the back. And Ed Henry, who was on the podcast back in September or early October, yep. he, uh, you know, he, he just gifted it, it to you? Yeah. Christmas oh, present. So thank you very much. Appreciate yeah. it, buddy. Very cool. Thank oh, yeah. you, Ed. That was really cool. Thank you. That was really cool. So anything else, buddy? No. I think with that, we're good. Well, thanks for listening and have a good one, everybody.